Hello, welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. I'm Joe Abraham, co-editor, and here are today's top stories. It's always busy on Thursdays in Sullivan County as legislature is in session, and that was especially true at the series of meetings held last week. Staff writer Isabel Braverman has the update in three stories on today's front page. The first is how the county is looking to expand their bus route and collect fares. The bus route, called Move Sullivan, was unveiled last August after much discussion of the need for public transportation. Before the coronavirus pandemic hit, there was an average of 700 riders per week. Things slowed during the beginning of the pandemic, but Laura Quigley, the commissioner of the Division of Community Resources, said the numbers are starting to climb again. For example, in the first week of August, there were 545 rides. Fares will be $2 per one-way trip or $5 per book of three one-way trips and are tentatively set to start in the fourth quarter of 2020, between October and December. Payment will be cash only and exact change only. The county will have absolute control over the fare boxes and retain all bus fare proceeds. In other news, the care center at Sunset Lake continues to be a hot topic. Special meeting last Thursday, legislators voted to approve the creation of a five-member local development corporation in order to review an outside company to manage the care center, which would remain under county ownership. The vote was eight to one, with legislator Louis Alvarez casting the only dissenting vote, stating he disagreed with the appointments to the LDC. It will be seen by five members of the community. They are District 2 Legislator and Health and Family Services Committee Chair Nadia Reich, Assistant County Manager Michelle Huck, Coroner Albie Bachman, Jeffersonville Attorney Bill Chellis, and Bethel Resident Lowell Feldman, a healthcare consultant and licensed nursing home administrator. They'll be tasked with identifying and recommending a suitable company to manage the care center. Legislators will make the ultimate decision based on the track record of the lease and the quality of care that they promised to provide. Finishing things up on the legislature front, countywide broadband project is moving forward. The legislature approved a measure to bring high-speed wireless broadband to the Monticello area utilizing the county's emergency communications tower next to the new jail last year. Now the project will be expanded to the rest of the county, particularly to the areas that are underserved. Chief Information Officer Lauren Green, who as leader of the Division of Information Technology Services, has spearheaded this initiative presented to the legislators during the Management and Budget Committee meeting last Thursday. He said they completed a wireless broadband predictive study of all 12 towers in the county, which includes nine that were put in place for emergency communication, one that is privately owned, as well as one in Monticello by the landfill, and one in Rock Hill. Based on that study, broadband would be made available to a potential 44,779 residential customers, which is about 60% of the county's population. Similarly, based on the study, 60% of the businesses in the county would be potentially covered. Green said the challenge will be covering the remaining 40%, saying, quote, The theory behind this is to put the infrastructure in place, provide a low, lower cost alternative, use the revenue from that to expand into the areas that are never going to be covered by the large carriers and make up the shortfall. In other news, Isabel also covers the town of Delaware for our paper. At their last meeting, town clerk Tess McBeef announced that the Friends of the Upper Delaware River, a nonprofit that works to protect the Upper Delaware River watershed, is planning to make a series of walking trails along the river. The trails would begin in Hancock and travel down river. While it may not be one continuous trail, the idea is to try and connect them where possible. The project would entail talking with landowners, as much of the land along the river is privately owned. And finally in news, we have an article about 10-year-old Glens Bay resident Isabel Giglio, often referred to by loved ones as Izzy Giggles, because she can laugh about anything. She's always positive and her personality is contagious. This remains true, even now, as she battles cancer. While this illness is no easy fight, Isabella knows she's not alone. From recent attendance at a lemonade stand to benefit her family, to last Saturday's spaghetti dinner in the town of Highland Town Hall, 
it is evidently clear that the whole community is behind her. A Facebook page called Team Izzy has been created that has information on upcoming events to benefit her family, as well as updates on her progress. Also, donations are currently being accepted at both Jeff Bank and The Corner in Eldred. This young girl has a profound impact not just on the lives of her family, but also her friends and their families. You can read the story on today's front page and at scdemocratonline.com. In our sports and life section, it's all about history. The ever-popular Tuesday series down the decades continues, taking a look back at yesteryear. And on the sports side, we consider the newest addition to our Tuesday paper, looking back at sports. And this week, we have three articles from August 18th. The headlining one is called 12 Angry Men, and it was written by Ken Cohen in 1981. It reads, The original script featured Henry Fonda in a classic film. The latest presentation showcased the Caltag roofing softball team in the Sullivan County Democrat All-County Tournament. Caltags of Liberty, the champions of the tournament, and now the number one ranked team in the county, entered the two-day affair in a rage. They had lost three of four games in the Liberty League, including the decisive game for first place, saw their undefeated season go down the tubes, and dropped two in a row to arch-rival goodies. Moreover, they were miffed by all the attention the Western Sullivan teams were getting in this paper. Not only were they angry, but hungry to boot. But what better way to whet their appetite and mellow their anger than to win the county championship? Not much, according to manager Gary Green. He said, quote, We came here with one thing in mind, win. We wanted to win this tournament so badly that we were going to forfeit our scheduled 6.30 playoff game in Liberty. And as history states, the Caltags did just that. And you know what else is history? This edition of the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast. Before you get back to your regularly scheduled activities, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and check out more awesome podcasts such as this on TuneIn, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Have a great week.